You're listening to The Angry Mason, building a hot shit podcast brick by brick. I'm your hot shit host, Angry Mason Ryan, and here's my podcast partner, Angry Mason Dan. Ryan, we've been teasing for weeks. This has got to be it. It's time for the Angry Mason's Origin. But, but, not so fast, my friend. You see, we still have to work the audience into a frenzied lather of, of anticipation. I don't see any oh. lather yet. Oh, all right. Well, I guess we'll just keep on teasing then until they can't take it anymore. Oh, yeah. Scream for it. <laughs> You know, uh, Ryan, something's been bothering me this week, and I just want to—I just want to put it out there for everybody to hear. As everyone knows, I love movies, and I work in the movie industry. I just want to say, if you're one of those assholes that leaves all of your trash behind in an auditorium because you think that's the job of those kids to clean it up, you're a terrible fucking human being. Damn, you're uh, yeah, sound a little angry this week, bud. Yeah, I'm a little—I'm a little tense this week, but it's okay. I'll get through it. All right, all right. Yeah, you know, um, I guess if there's a pet peeve of mine this week, it's maybe, you know, people shit posting on Facebook and basically turning it into 4chan. And if you don't know what 4chan is, you're lucky. It is the self-described asshole of the internet. A oh. wretched hive of scum and villainy, if you will. Mm, yeah, that's a, it's always no holds barred on 4chan. So if you're going to go on there, you better uh, be prepared. Very little of it is safe for work. Yeah, and I have some Facebook friends who often find themselves in Facebook jail and be like, why? What happened? Oh, well, you posted that uh, Mother Teresa was in a gangbang of uh, of uh, 50 guys, and uh, that might be it. Yeah, uh, perhaps people should use a little bit more judgment uh, when they're interacting with others on Facebook. Yeah, let's put that out there. You know, I'm a free speech absolutist, but um, you know what? Do whatever makes you happy. I can always unfollow you. Sure, that's true. And that's why we discussed last week we don't talk about politics. So uh, let's just go ahead and jump into our first segment, huh? Yes, yes. Dan, you know what time it is? It's time for some Florida men. Oh, the old Florida man. He's notorious. Yeah, he is. Or uh, We'll start off with uh, a guy named Earl. Not from that sitcom. But, oh, that's uh, good. This, I like that show. Yeah. This guy was driving his car, quote unquote, over and over into another motorist vehicles at a McDonald's drive through <laughs> lane. Right? Cops pulled him over, smelled alcohol. They look over at the seat next to him. There's an open bottle of bourbon wrapped in a brown paper. And oh, then, yeah. And then uh, from the officer, quote, when I asked him where he was drinking, he stated stop signs. So he wasn't drinking and driving. He was just <laughs> drinking and stopping. Oh, I mean, because, yeah, safety first, right? Sure. I mean, uh, it says you can't drink and drive. It doesn't say you can't come to a stop. Uh, and then have a few drinks. So I don't see the issue here. I think uh, I think he's good to go. Well, that was his argument. He further explained that he was not drinking while the car was moving, and only when he stopped for stop signs and traffic signals. Kind of like texting. Uh, the <laughs> cop asked him again how much he had to drink today, and he stated, for, uh, let me see if I can get this right, four drinks. This is, 
when he originally said he had three drinks. So when the cop had him pulled over, I don't know how he reached the pedals because his balls must have been so fucking huge because he took another drink. <laughs> so I'm just going to guess that this guy got a free night in jail from this. He actually blew a .15 and oh, got Lord. a misdemeanor DUI. I mean, that's kid what? stuff. Yeah. How is that a misdemeanor DUI? That, to me, is well over the limit. Uh, I've always thought uh, DUIs were big deals. You went to jail, lost your license, had to spend $20,000 in legal fees, that kind of stuff. Well, Dan, I mean, he was drinking and stopping. So, Oh, well, yeah. that's true. Misdemeanor. Yeah, well, I can't argue with that. All right, move on. All right, moving on. Um, in Fort Pierce, that's uh, close to my neck of the woods. Oh, I know uh, it well. Yeah, really? When you been up I to do. Fort Pierce? I've been there many times. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, okay. okay, I drove through. Let's just say uh, I, I wouldn't come to a stop in Fort Pierce. That'd be ridiculous. Oh, no, those are all rolling stops up there. Yeah. So anyway, outside of the Bank of America, around 2 p.m. on an October day, uh-huh. man was sitting on the bench in front with his pants down, just jacking it. At the bank. Yeah, right at the bank, because evidently two o'clock is baiting time. Hmm. So maybe he thought it was a sperm bank and he was there for a deposit. Um, he, he might have been there for withdrawal for all I know. I don't, I don't oh, know. that's that's rough. So I'm just going to assume that also ends in a uh, night in jail. He was arrested on indecent exposure in public charge. Hmm. Whatever that means. But you know what? Someone filmed it. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the last thing I'm going to do if I see some guy jacking it in front of a bank is stand there and film it. Hey, teach their own, Ryan. You know, if you need to make some home videos, a little uh, man masturbating, Mr. Florida-man masturbating outside of a bank, and that makes you happy, then, you know, whatever it is you got to do, go for it. Well, he did it. He did it. All right. So moving on. Uh you know, Halloween's coming up. That is true. I've heard that. That is true. And there was a rumor going around that we were all going to be smashed to death by a skull-faced asteroid. I I haven't heard this. What's that about? Well, evidently, uh, there was something going around recently that this uh, asteroid that is called uh, 2015 TB145, it first passed the planet. Yeah. I mean, I that's uh, an ex-girlfriend's name. Oh. Yeah. But uh, it passed by in 2015, and the pictures showed basically a spherical rock with indentations that resembled eye sockets and a nose hole. What? So it's a flying skull asteroid. It's not actually an asteroid. What they think is it's a, and this is spooky, a dead comet. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But um, it's a, it's a comet that it had all of its ice blown off, and now it's just uh, now it's just a big rock. So when is this going to crash into us? Should I be making plans? Well, it's supposed to come close to us in November on November 11th, uh, but it's not going to hit us. Which they is good. say, but if it did hit us and there was an apocalypse, uh, what do you think our survival time is, Ryan? Like. Two days, maybe three. (laughs) 
You don't give yourself much credit there. Look, I'm a big guy, and chances are, in a post-apocalyptic world, it's going to resort to cannibalism. Mm. I'm not going to outrun anyone. Plus, my meat would probably be very well marbled and just absolutely delicious. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't blame anyone who would want to feast upon me. <laughs> Cannibal bait. That's yeah. what you are. Uh, I think you're right, because uh, I live in the mountains here in Colorado, and uh, having just moved here and, and being a native Floridian, I don't know shit about surviving in the mountains. So if uh, someone were to cut off my food supply, uh, I would be doomed pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, you could try to get in with a uh, group of survivors, but they'll be like, oh, what kind of skills do you have? Like, oh, well, I, uh, I hosted the mm. podcast, made fun of shit. Yeah. I can run a movie theater that now has no power or, or films. Right. So uh, we're like the most unfortunate people in the Donner Party. Okay. So if there's an apocalypse, uh, bend over and kiss my ass goodbye. Got it. All right. File that away. Yeah. Hmm. Give me All some right. better news than this, Ryan. Give me something happier. Well, Dan, we actually uh, tossed this question out to our listeners. As you know, the uh, Mega Millions lotto was up past a billion dollars and uh we asked that's a lot of money god that's transformative money i mean that's a shit ton of money that is above the law money you could probably get away with at least three dead hookers you could i mean you could be like uh you could just shoot someone in the street and no one would say anything yeah so uh our first listener response is from uh one of our loyal listeners from the state of alabama alabama who uh Let's say that, you know, for legality's sake, this is satire. But he said he would get enough blow to make Bobby Brown go, man, I think you got a problem. <laughs> That's a lot. That's Scarface blow. That's what that is. Yeah, it is. Like, first off, is Bobby Brown still alive? <laughs> he is. He survived. Uh, somehow he survived and we lost Whitney Houston. Uh, there is no justice in the world. Damn. Damn, I guess it's just his career that was dead. Well, shows pretty what I much. Know. We have uh, a listener. Well, she may or may not listen. Let's call her Bitsy for okay. no reason whatsoever. Yeah, she no particular that, reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She said that she would donate to charities. Oh, she doesn't say which one, so. And be on an episode of My Lottery Dream Home. Okay. I see. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's very altruistic. Yeah. Very. Yes. Hmm. Better person uh, than me. <laughs> And then we have uh, uh, one of our super fans we gave a shout out to previously, uh, super fan Jake. Uh, let me see if I can do the voice right for this. I'd buy a farm and shoot varmint all day, occasionally yelling at things I imagine are real because I'm also that drunk. Oh, okay. Thank you, Jake. That is comedy gold. That was great. That's yeah. good times. Yeah, I didn't know you were, uh, you were so versatile with the impressions. It's very impressive. Acting. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, we have our another super fan, uh, Jesse, uh, aka Jester. He uh, gave a one-word reply, and that was disappear. Uh, so I wonder if he's taking his uh, wife and child with him too, or if he's just taken off on his own. He didn't really specify. <laughs> let's uh, let's not open that can of worms for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably best. Yeah. Probably for the best. Uh, we have another listener. We'll call him Mister Moon. He's very pragmatic. He says that he would employ four to five people to manage his money, tax attorney, financial advisor, personal assistant, and chauffeur, which is very smart. But he would always sign the checks. 
See, now there's a guy who's got his shit together. He's not a guy who's going to end up like MC Hammer with gold faucets and like totally broke. Sounds like he uh, would do some decent planning and make that money last. But he may or may not buy the MC Hammer pants. So, (laughs) yeah, well, I mean, you've got to have the MC Hammer pants. I mean, got to. Absolutely. And then we have, uh, let's call her Miss Missy. Uh, Someone I know very well. We disagree on some things, but of course, we always love each other. And her response is, supporting me for the rest of our natural lives comes to mind. And after that, she'll have to give us some thought. So, Oh, well, that's very kind. Yeah, super kind. I'm rooting for her. But I think one of the most ingenious ideas comes from our super fan, Jay. You put a link on our Facebook page. Remember Pharma Bro, Martin Shkreli? Oh, yeah, that's the guy, and he had like a Wu-Tang album or something he bought. I remember him. Yeah, he was a pharmaceutical CEO. He raised the price of an AIDS drug more than 50-fold. Ah, right. Yeah. America loves to hate him. Oh, he's the worst. Yeah. But he's auctioning off the opportunity to punch him in the face for charity. (laughs) He is going to raise so much goddamn money. He already received bids of both $78,000 and $25,500. Mm. And there goes his life expectancy by about 10 years, too. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't say how hard he can hit him in the face. I mean, I'm going hey, like... I'm you spend $80,000 to punch someone in the face, uh, you're going to get a Mike Tyson uppercut. That's what's happening. Damn right. And I'm going to bite his ear off, too. Yeah, and he's a piece of shit, so he deserves pretty much whatever he gets. Every bad thing that'll ever happen to him. I agree. Yeah, pretty much. So, Dan, what uh, what would you do with the uh, close to a billion dollars? Oh, well, Ryan, uh, I have lots of plans. First, I'd buy lots of toys. you got to have your sports cars, your Lambos, your Ferraris. Uh, I'd buy the world's best computer. I'd have them lay a T1 line down to my house. But most importantly, I'd live in the middle of nowhere in a compound that was walled with guard dogs uh, and uh, would pretty much become a hermit. In fact, Ryan, I would definitely build a guest house and you could be my Cato Kalen. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, being compared to Kato Kalen, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how I'd look with feathered hair. Well, all I know is when I come over that wall in the middle of the night, you better goddamn keep it to yourself. Um, I'm, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that or understand. Uh, it oh, did I, I say that out loud? Uh, yeah. Moving on, yeah, yeah. So, what about uh, what about you, Ryan? What would you do with all that money, Dan? If I won that much money, it would be glorious. Oh, not that again. First off, I would have at least three Russian brides. (laughs) Right? Yeah. You can afford it. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I keep one in Florida, one in Colorado, and then one just, you know, follow me around every once in a while. That's Um, ambitious. Yeah. I would definitely take a, uh, an autumn and follow the Gators everywhere they played in luxury boxes. And then the next Mm. year, I'd do the same thing with the Dolphins, luxury boxes all the way. I'd have an entourage. I don't even like (sighs) entourages, but Mm. like, you know, keep your boys around you. And uh, yeah, they'll get you into trouble. Okay. All right. Uh, I get to lead that entourage, right? Quit my job and uh, become a a professional Ryan groupie. Oh, you're goddamn right. Excellent. Excellent. And man, we could really up the production values of this podcast. (laughs) Like we'd be doing this podcast. You don't, you don't <laughs> name to, uh, uh, I'm I'm rich and you're not, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we just hire someone to do the podcast for us. That would be nice. 
Yeah, we'll hire some writers and some yeah. people to do it for us, and then maybe some name talent. You know, we'll get someone to do it for us, and it would be great. We can yeah. carry on the Angry Mason's name. There you go. Then we'll just cash in on that merch, baby. Speaking of merch, yeah. I already have a couple mm. ideas. Let me know what you think. Oh, yeah, uh, a can koozie with uh, you know with our logo on it. Okay, and, uh, a cod piece with uh, your face on it. Uh... A cod piece with my face on it? Uh, why wouldn't it be your face, Ryan? Why has it got to be me? Why do I have to front somebody's junk? I mean, I just thought that you'd want the honor. <laughs> Let's just say the logo, okay? If you insist on a cod piece. All right, all right. All right. I do insist on a cod piece. I know you do. That's why I didn't argue. So I think that wraps up our news segment. Now, okay. usually uh, we go on to our football picks. But, yeah, football. Uh, yeah, but the Gators had the weekend off last week, oh. and uh, this podcast will be coming out after the Dolphins will have played on Thursday night. So we're going to forego the football this week. Um, if you were really looking forward to our prognostications, you were waiting for those to place your bets, what the fuck is wrong with you? We yeah, do you, not you know what we're doing. <laughs> Yeah, Brian, you know, uh, I make the shit up as I go. So uh, anyone who's putting money on the line with our opinions is deranged. Yeah. If you want a gambling tip, don't listen to a goddamn thing we say and take it seriously. I am a terrible gambler. I gambled once. I went into a casino with $300 and 30 minutes later, I was riding the bus out of there broke as hell. Oh, yeah. I lost 150 bucks in 15 minutes. I'm like, mm, yeah, done. Yeah, that's a, that's a pace that you know you're in trouble. Yep. Yeah. So in lieu of football, I've heard that there's this little thing called the World Series going on. Oh, baseball. Yeah, so uh, I don't I don't even know who's in the World Series right now, Ryan, do do you? If I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong on this, Uh they're both teams from the major leagues. Yeah, uh. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good bet. That is a pretty good bet. But uh, you know, uh, the problem is baseball is boring as hell. If I if I wanted to watch grass grow, I'd I'd watch golf. Yeah, the only thing I know about baseball is I've hated it since I was in elementary school and they forced me to play it. So uh, fuck off, mm-hmm. baseball. Yeah, fuck you, baseball. You know what we should do, Ryan? We should talk about movies. You know, Ryan, obviously the biggest part of the year for movies is going to be in the summer, but the second biggest season for movies is in the fall. So why don't we take a little look at the movie calendar uh, and see if we can predict what's going to succeed and what's going to bomb. Yes, let's. All right. So uh, we'll start in November. November is usually the traditional kickoff of the holiday season. And uh, that very first week, we're going to get uh, Remy Malik. It's uh, Brian Singer's uh, project, Bohemian Rhapsody. It's going to be the story of Freddie Mercury. What do you think about that? Hit or miss? I believe this will be a hit. I've only seen the uh, the previews, but uh, uh, whoever's playing the part of uh, Freddie Mercury and Brian May, they look the part. I don't know if it's actually the actor singing. Um no, it's a, it's Remy Malik who's who's playing Freddie Mercury, and he is lip syncing. Obviously, nobody can sing like Freddie Mercury did, so I think it would be foolish to try to recreate that. My problem here is the director, Ryan Brian Singer. 
And as you may know, uh, Brian Singer has a real hit or miss record uh, when it comes to films. So I'm a little dubious until it comes out. Is he the reason that I hate all the X-Men movies, even though I love the X-Men? That is exactly it. Yes, Ryan. Oh, got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Well, yeah. maybe I'll change it to a miss. <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm going to say, uh, just based on the popularity of of Queen and the trailer, uh, was at least a well put together trailer that looks good and showcases Rami Malek. Uh, I think it'll do okay. So I'm going to say it's a hit. Uh, also opening that same weekend on November 2nd, uh, it's a Disney film, The Nutcracker in the Four Realms, based on the famous play. Uh, it's kind of a fantasy. It's got a like lavish costume, special effects. What do you think, Ryan? Hit or miss? So she goes to four different realms and cracks nuts, huh? Um, I guess, as far as I know, uh, I never really was much of one for ballet. Yeah, I have absolutely no interest in seeing this whatsoever. I, I kind of say the same, so I, I think we're both like Miss uh, fuck, nut, fuck Nutcracker. You said Fuck Nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, November 9th uh, sees uh, yet another version of Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. It's got to be the goddamn 15th version of that. And why? You're never going to get better than the original 1960s animated Dr. Seuss special. Remember that Jim Carrey uh, abomination years back? I choose not to. Mm, Well, this time it's animated, uh, so maybe it has a little better chance. But honestly, uh, I could not give two shits uh, about watching another Grinch movie. So I'm going to say miss it. I mean, if you have kids, it's obligatory to take them, I guess. But uh, you know what? Just find the original. It's going to be a lot better. And you don't have to. Here at Angry Masons, we don't fuck with no kids. So we're going to skip that one. Nope. Also opening on November 9th, here's one I'm a little bit excited about. It's Overlord, uh, a new one from J.J. Abrams. It's about uh, it's set in World War II and the Nazis, those evil Nazis are doing some zombie sort of experiments uh, and uh, some paratroopers get caught in the middle of it. Early buzz on this movie is actually really, really good, uh, which surprises me because it's, a, or it's sort of a weird genre piece. I have faith in J.J. Abrams. I'm going to say it's a hit. So Nazis aren't a big enough villain by themselves anymore, right? So they have to, like, make them Nazi zombies? Ryan, there are some very fine people uh, on both sides. Damn it, Dan, we're staying out of politics. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I, did I let that slip out loud? All right, yeah. well, you know what? Let's just move on to November 16th, where uh, the newest entry in the Harry Potter series, Fantastic Beasts, comes out. This one time, it's The Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, it's got Johnny Depp in there, Jude Law, uh, all the cast from the original Fantastic Beast from a couple years ago returns. You know the Potterheads are going to turn out in force for this one. No brainer. It's going to be a hit. You said Potterheads, right? I did say Potterheads, yes. Okay. Because the, mm-hmm. the other heads that sound like that, they'll, they'll probably go there too. Uh, eventually. Yeah, they'll probably miss the first show, but maybe they'll uh, show up for the second one. Uh, yeah, a bit later. So. All bloodshot eyes and everything. I think you're right. Uh, I really don't care about Harry Potter or any of that. No, that's too bad, Ryan. Uh, I had never read the books before the original series of movies came out. Uh, they started off kind of crappy and for children uh, and then actually turned by the end into something worthwhile. Uh, and I, I kind of enjoy this Fantastic Beast series, so I'm holding out hope that it's decent. The next week, November 21st, uh, the big movie is going to be Creed 2. Ryan, did you see the original Creed with uh, Michael B. Jordan? I did not, and I kind of feel like I should have seen it. Uh, I heard it was a good movie, but I just didn't get around to it. 
it was a solid uh, a solid hit, and I uh, went into it with low expectations. And uh, that was really only the second movie I'd ever seen Michael B. Jordan in, uh, and uh, he really knocked it out of the park. More importantly, Ryan Coogler directed that original one. He went on to uh, direct a small independent movie called Black Panther after okay. that. Uh, and so, unfortunately, the uh, screenwriting duties fell to old Sly Stallone for the sequel, which uh, makes me a little hesitant. Really? Come on. I mean, who else can get into the mind of a 20-something black pugilist like Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, all right. Uh, I'll give him a little credit. He did win an Oscar and uh, and wrote the original Rocky, but he also uh, is responsible for all the travesties that came after that. So without Ryan Coogler there, uh, I'm going to say this one probably disappoints a few people. I think it will still do well. But uh, I think the franchise ends it too, because I don't uh, have a lot of faith in Sylvester Stallone anymore. Yeah, everything that Sylvester Stallone has done since he won that Oscar makes me realize how long ago that Oscar win was. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see on that, but I think it misses. Opening that same day is uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Did you see that one, Ryan, the first one? I did. Um, it was a bootleg version on YouTube. So, I mean, um, Oh, come on now. That's not the way to support your local movie theaters, Ryan. No, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That's right. You should be ashamed. Well, I loved the first one. It's from Disney animation, not Pixar, but nowadays those are pretty much one in the same. I think this one looks really good. I think it's going to be a big hit. I think it may even be the biggest hit of the holiday season. I could see that. Uh, you know, the first one was, uh, it was fun. It was, uh, yeah, it's a nice little movie. Yeah, John C. Riley uh, voices uh, Ralph, and I think he does a great job. So uh, the other movie opening that week that I'm dubious about is a yet another version of Robin Hood. Uh, this one starring Taron Egerton from uh, Kingsman fame. I don't know about this. I mean, how many Robin Hood versions do we need, Ryan? Especially one where Little John is played by Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, didn't you win an Oscar? What are you doing, man? Yeah, and what has he done since then, Ryan? Um, oh, he was in that terrible Spider-Man 2 movie. Oh, why did you have to bring that up? Well, here we are. Mm, yeah, all right. So, well, I guess the jury's still out on that one. I'm going to say a miss because I can't be the only one tired of seeing Robin Hood versions out there. I can't be. Hey, Dan. Hmm? Dan. Yeah? Dan. Everything I do, I do it oh, for, for you. for fuck's sake. Stop that. <laughs> Stop that. That was for Men in Tights. Oh, oh Jesus. Well, uh, moving into December, on December 14th, uh, releases Mortal Engines. That's the new one from Peter Jackson, and it's based on a, a comic book of the same name, post-apocalyptic, and the only way people can survive is they actually put wheels on their cities, drive around, and the city eats smaller cities to survive. How's that sound for a, a premise for a movie, Ryan? Just like eats them like nom, 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 nom. Pretty much. Uh, shoots out... Uh, uh, cables, pulls it in, and uh, loots everything in the small city. Puts the rest of them to work as slaves. Yeah, you see, this is the type of post-apocalyptic uh, setting we were discussing earlier that we would not survive in, and we wouldn't see big village-eating cities. So, um, yeah, yeah, I might that. like to see how that plays out. Uh, it's Peter Jackson, uh, one of my favorite directors, so uh, we'll give it a chance. I'm going to say it's a hit. Yeah, his only real miss was that uh, King Kong remake. Uh, oh, Jesus. 15 years or so back. That was Well, that was a passion project. Everybody makes mistakes, so 
we'll forgive him for that. Also opening that day is The Mule, and that's the newest one from Clint Eastwood. It actually is based on a true story where uh, an 80-something-year-old man is a drug mule bringing um, heroin or cocaine or something across the border. Uh, I guess it's a really good fit for Clint Eastwood since he's about 130 right now. Wait, so does he play an old angry man? Yes, he does. Now, are you sure that he is smuggling like um, cocaine and heroin? or Because I kind of got the impression that he was smuggling like cheap pharmaceuticals back to... Uh, <laughs> I don't think I mean, it's the Canadian border that he's crossing, Ryan. I'm pretty sure it's a southern border. Oh, well, damn. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's Clint Eastwood. He has his fans that will show up no matter what. You got to give some respect to that guy for being his age, writing, directing, and starring in his own film. So uh, I say thumbs up, uh, a hit for the mule. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, also opening that day, and I'm always dubious about anything from Sony, is uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's actually an animated film, and anyone who saw the thoroughly craptacular Venom recently, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was a bonus scene at the end of the credits. Now, I happen to not see that, but um, is it just animated versions of everyone who's shown up in a Spider-Man comic, or...? Pretty much uh, what happens is Miles Morales uh, does something that opens a hole in time and space and different Spider-Mans from other universes come in. They've got Peter Parker. They've got Nick Cage, who plays a noir Spider-Man. He's all dressed in black. They've got uh, Peter Porker, uh, who is Spider-Ham. He's in there. Yeah, and there's a a whole menagerie of different Spider-Men from all across the different universes. It's animated, so, I mean, how bad could it be? Hmm. I'll have to say I wasn't thinking much of it, but the scene at the end of Venom was probably the best scene in the whole movie. So I'll, I'll check it out. I'm going to say a hit. Well, you know, uh, if you remember back um, when the Matrix came out and then they came out with the Animatrix. Oh, yes. Yeah. So much better than the following two sequels. Oh, so maybe. Uh, hey, now, you know what? You know what? Everyone always says that, Ryan, but I take offense to that. The Matrix Reloaded. Totally underrated. Excellent movie. Some of the best action scenes ever seen on film. Well, I mean, you have your right to your opinion, no matter how wrong it is. Uh, you know, we're going to fight after this, Ryan. We're gonna oh, we'll go round and round. God damn it. Now, here's another one that makes me a little angry, Ryan. December 19th, Mary Poppins returns because Disney just can't help but go to the well and try to ruin a classic. Uh, Mary Poppins returns. Uh, this one time, Emily Blunt reprises the role uh, as uh, as Mary Poppins. Uh, it's set in a Depression-era London, and a now-grown Jane and Michael Banks, along with their three kids, are visited by uh, Mary Poppins, and through her unique magical skills and with the aids of her friend Jack, uh, played by, for fuck's sake, Lin-Manuel Miranda, she helps the family rediscover the joy and wonder missing in their lives. How do you feel about that, Ryan? How does she help them uh, rediscover? She brings in, like, a lot of money, or... I mean, that would be nice, but no, I think she just sings some crappy songs, uh, and then there's going to be a cameo by Dick Van Dyke and uh, maybe some animated penguins or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we'll see people through the Depression. Songs. Yeah, I think you're right. So I'm sure it will be very popular, but, you know, I'm just going to give this one a big meh. Yeah, I will make it a point not to see this. Hmm. All right, well... Uh, So finally, uh, December 21st seems uh, uh, several movies that come out we might be interested in. The first is the newest entry in the DC universe. Jason Momoa is Aquaman. Uh, The trailers uh, uh, don't 
look too bad. Uh, I think uh, the DC movies, I know they've been pretty awful, but I think this one might buck the trend uh, and be at least mediocre. I'll say it's a hit. Well, anyone who listened to last week's rant know how I feel about uh, Aquaman. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Let's uh, let's move on then. Uh, also opening that day, uh, Bumblebee, a uh, prequel from the Transformers universe. Uh, here's why I have this one, a little hope for this one, Ryan. It's not directed by Michael Bay. Yeah, I still think it should be called Bumble Shit. Oh, oh, why? Why you hating on Bumblebee? Yeah, I'm hating on Bumblebee. That that whole Transformers mm-hmm. franchise is just. Ugh. I think it started off mediocre and then went straight downhill after the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to say the trailer in this one gives me a little bit of hope. It has uh, Haley Steinfeld as the uh, main character in there, and she's a pretty darn good actress. So I'm just going to like cross my fingers and hope it's decent uh, and that maybe it's the franchise turning the corner as it gets away from Michael Bay. Yeah. Pass. All right. All right. So you're going to say miss. Uh, I think it's a hit. I think the Transformers fans will show up. Here's a here's the last one for you, Ryan. Two of your favorite guys in the world, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, are going to be Holmes and Watson. Uh, obviously, Will Ferrell is Holmes and uh, Riley is Watson. So uh, I have know, to say your madcap comedy there. Yeah. I mean, I have to say that Step Brothers, probably one of the funniest, most um, quotable movies since Caddyshack. Mm. So I, I like the pairing, but um, what I saw from the previews, I don't know. Maybe they're holding all the good stuff for the actual movie because what I saw just did not impress me. I have to agree. Uh, and I think if you were to say to me, oh, Will Ferrell and, Ferrell and John C. Riley," I would say, oh, great. Uh, you know, Step Brothers, I, I love those guys. They're always great. But then when I see that trailer, uh, it didn't make me even like smirk, really. So. Uh, I think this one's going to be a mess. I think it's going to bomb. And with all those other movies opening on the same day, I think it's out of theaters uh, by the middle of January and uh, never makes its money money back. I think it's a bomb. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, uh, it's not a sequel. I mean, you look, you got Mary Poppins, Fantastic Beasts, Bumble Shit. All of them are sequels. I mean, what? You know what, Ryan? I have some thoughts on that. What? You've got to be fucking kidding me. I've been in the movie industry for over a decade, and every single year, there are less original movies and more sequels and reboots. There are currently a stunning 126 movie reboots or remakes in production. Here's just a sample of some of the regurgitated crap about to hit the silver screen. Ace Ventura. No Jim Carrey, no deal. Big Trouble in Little China. Of course, it's starring The Rock. Is there any role he would turn down? The Birds. Really? Remaking a Hitchcock classic? We already had to suffer through a shot-by-shot remake of Psycho, and I had to see Anne Asia's bunghole, for fuck's sake. The Fly, Flight of the Navigator, The Fugitive, Hellboy, Hellraiser, fucking Highlander, yet another Jumanji starring, who else? The Rock. Major League, Nightmare on Elm Street, Police Academy, Scarface, War games and weird science. Fuck off and die, Hollywood. I swear to God, if you try and remake Back to the Future, I will drive to L.A. like Jay and Silent Bob to shut that shit down. Think that's too many remakes? Look at Disney. Not only did they basically remake A New Hope with The Force Awakens, they are hell-bent on making live-action movies of every animated film in their catalog. Lion King, Aladdin, 
Lady and the Tramp, Mulan, The Little Mermaid, Dumbo, Snow White, Pinocchio, the list goes on and fucking on. Meanwhile, Sony is busy ruining Spider-Man, my favorite superhero. It's bad enough that Sony couldn't get their act together and sent us all to Andrew fucking Garfield. That series was so bad, they had to lend Spidey to the MCU in order to make a decent film again. So now that they made a truly mediocre Venom movie that is making ass loads of cash, we are sure to see more whoring out of Spidey's villains. Craven the Hunter movie? Yep. Black Cat? Oh yeah. God help us, Typeface and Frogman are probably next. But why do they do this? People keep paying to see the shit. Beauty and the Beast came out in 2017 and was almost a shot-for-shot remake of the animated classic. It made one and a quarter billion dollars. Of course, they're going to keep shoveling this crap onto us until they either bury the movie industry or we finally stop supporting these money grabs. Now, I'm not saying all sequels are bad. The Empire Strikes Back is a sequel, and it's my all-time favorite film. It's when a franchise goes straight off the rails, and I'm looking at you, Fast and Furious, and keeps pumping out bullshit every other year that it has to go. Sure, movies are about escapism, but don't you tell me, just turn your brain off and enjoy, dude. I love movies because they allow me to experience a world I've never seen or live vicariously through a character that can do things I never will. Those type of creative gems are what Hollywood needs to save itself from the specter of online streaming and home theaters. Anyone can churn out mediocre reboots by pillaging old properties. I mean, how many times can you repeat the same formula in the Jurassic Park series? Apparently, five times and counting. It takes someone with vision, like a Nolan, Spielberg, or Del Toro, to take us somewhere new. Hollywood needs to encourage and nurture these filmmakers instead of churning out the same old bullshit year after year. After all, if you aren't making anything original now, what are you going to reboot in 20 years? Now that's a brick of truth to your face, courtesy of the Angry Masons. Oh, man, that's exhausting, Ryan. I don't, I don't know how you stay that angry all the time. Well, it's it's like that Incredible Hulk thing, Dan. I, oh. I just stay angry, and I don't know. Maybe I use my anger to hide my vulnerability, my softer side, my side that wonders why, why have I been alone since 2007, before God. Obama first took office. Why do I have no significant other who has found my value? Why is it that the most recent offer of affection has been from a baby boomer era lesbian who wanted to make hate to my asshole with a big black strap on? I don't know why it's black. That You have to ask her. But that's, that's what I deal with, you know? So maybe wow. I just use humor and anger and sarcasm to... To deflect away from my my true pain, and doing so maybe maybe try to bring a little bit of laughter into the world. Wow, Ryan, that was that was really revealing and touching. I, I was moved there. Yeah, so I mean, the only thing I can really do is buy a flashlight, right? I mean, that that ought to help things. Ah, oh, Jesus, you know what? You gotta you gotta ruin everything. All right, so if anybody, to, <laughs> if anybody out there has some words of advice for Ryan. Uh, it can break him out of his Hulk theme. Uh, you can contact us on facebook.com slash angrymasons. You can find our show on soundcloud.com slash angrymasons. Uh, you can always reach us at angrymasons at catlover.com. Oh, uh, you know, Ryan, uh, 
Maybe you need a cat, Ryan. Uh, they're, they're full of affection and loving creatures. No. Oh, all right. Well, no. uh, find us find us on Twitter, uh, at Angry Masons. And of course, you can find us on Spotify and TuneIn. So, uh, Ryan, anything else you want to say to the listeners? Man, you keep living the dream out there, listeners. Until then, we're going to ride like the wind. See you, everybody.